in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Hey, welcome everybody to another brand new episode of Topic Thunder. <laughs> Here on the Top 10 Show, I am John Roca. Uh, I am Matt Nost. This is a show that is driven by patrons. They send in the questions, whatever they'd like us to talk about. And yeah. we put it out for you, uh, for, for the world. So we have no idea what's coming. And uh, I'm ready to roll. I think you start this one, don't you? Okay, yeah, sure, absolutely, sounds good. Henrik Winterland, uh, his body is a Winterland, starts us off here. Uh, topic Thunder question. Hey there, Matt and John. Hope you both are doing well. My question is, what do you think of The Simpsons? I've been re-watching it recently on Disney+, and I've rediscovered so many amazing episodes and gags. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Best wishes from your favorite Swede, Henrik Winterland. Um, Matt, what's your feeling about The Simpsons? Uh, I haven't weekly watched The Simpsons in a very long time. Right, right, right. But there was a pocket of years in my life where I watched them every week, plus I watch reruns. Oh, well, you were deep into it then. Oh, I love The Simpsons. There's okay. like favorite moments. Like the obvious ones are monorail. Yes. Um, I love the one where uh, Homer is the uh, uh, head of the union, he be- and he has to negotiate with Burns. <laughs> And uh, Lisa needs braces, dental plan, and he still can't quite. It keeps wrapping around his head at the end the whoop, 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 when he's running in circles on the ground. Uh, yeah. Stonecutters was a great one. Oh, Stonecutters is great. Patrick Stewart. It's fantastic stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, the one where Homer wants to get disability by gaining weight. Yes, the Moo Moo. That's right. Uh, and then I think that's the one where. Uh, Smithers and Burns have to like they're trying to do everything themselves because everybody yeah. else is left. I believe yeah. that's that one. And at the end, they have to go to like one specific area, and finally, the most secure. There's like this open screen door and a raccoon in there, and they're like, "What is <laughs> this? Was the best?" Uh, I like gosh. when he, Bart said. Bart said he says, uh, "For once, your butt stopped toxic gas from coming out," and that was yeah. hilarious. Uh, I'll throw a couple in there. Certainly when uh, he played for the isotopes, that's one of my favorites, sure. the baseball or the softball one where uh, uh, Burns tries to rig the whole thing uh-huh. by bringing in all these former keeps, or current pro ball players. Keeps telling Mattingly to cut his sideburns off and he just yeah. keeps cutting them higher. And then eventually it's a big <laughs> U over his head. Uh, all of that. It's, and the song is fantastic as well. It's a great song to play on. Uh, we're talking baseball. They're talking softball yeah. at the end of the um uh, the one is what I like the Michael Jackson one or the supposed Michael Jackson one where no, he comes in. It seems it's him. Was it settled that it was him? I never knew if it was settled. Well, it's it's him that's doing the lines. The singing mm. is a sound alike that is his chosen sound alike. Wow. They, they couldn't pay the Michael money. They were like, oh, it's not, it's, like? I think it's more so the rights to his recorded voice. Oh, wow is someone else's like in this instance. So you can't have that. So he grabbed this dude who's, who's kind of like one of those, uh, basically in essence, he's a studio musician, but he's right. a studio singer. He's just bouncing from right. band to band to band type of thing. 
and right. he can that Lisa it's your birthday that's him singing but it's Michael doing the lines I, I'm like 99.9% certain it's so good it's one of my favorite episodes of whatever you yeah. feel about Michael Lisa, Jackson it's your birthday <laughs> happy birthday I mean it gets you going way better it than does. Bart man oh yeah I hate Bart man yeah but uh, uh that one and the baseball one are two of my favorite songs on there. Um, I like the um, the one with John Waters where they're all trying to like not uh-huh. say that he's gay and they're all like uh, uncomfortably uh-huh. weird about it. Uh, and he's so funny. And, and then, of course, Mo um, oh, has that you- moment where he's like, we'll do anything if you save us anything. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Which one is the one where Troy McClure is doing the musical of Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was New York all along, Earth all along, whatever it is. But They made a monkey out of me. Exactly. He can talk. He can talk. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. What fucking episode is that? That was Dr. a great Zayas. episode. He does a fucking breakdance move. I'm going to tell you, Dr. Zayas. <laughs> That is, I mean, Troy McClure was great. Unfortunately, oh, you know, yeah. Phil Hartman, yeah, uh, passed away or was killed. That's when you saw ago. his great uh, uh, voice abilities. When he's just, hey, you might know me from. It's just brilliant stuff like that. Even the Arnold knockoff was great. Whenever you see the Arnold knockoff show up, oh yeah, McGonagall, yeah, McGonagall. <laughs> Damn you, McGonagall! Apparently, if you stitch together <laughs> all the little vignettes they've shown, yeah, it makes a small little movie. Shut the hell up. I've never I would seen totally it. watch that. Um, <laughs> I would just because you know it's only a, it's got to be a few minutes long, max. Right. It's whatever. It's all the cobbled together scenes. Right. Right. Yeah. The the Treehouse of Horror stuff was good too. There were a number of those that were pretty funny <laughs> that I enjoyed. I think way back in the beginning of it all. Um, I don't know if there's. I don't watch it recently, so I don't know if there are any more recent episodes. There. Oh, the Aerosmith one is pretty cool, uh, and the Willie Nelson one where. Um, uh, Homer bites the pepper at the pepper contest. Oh, I say that one because he, the Samuel yeah. dog that he talks to, and he yeah. goes on a trip, <laughs> and he's in this mini golf thing. But then for some reason, they're one of the holes is an Aztec pyramid. Yeah, so he oh, everything else but that, and they just he comes to, and there's the Aztec pyramid on this mini golf, and they're like, "This is, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah." But recent, like. Recent of 15 years, I haven't watched. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say about that's about right for me, too, as well. Um, yeah, it's been a long, long time since I've actually sat down and watched a whole season of Simpsons. But yep. I mean, kudos to them, Matt, that they keep going and they still have an audience for it every Sunday night. Um, and they, they don't shy away from political stuff. I mean, their last episode had Homer voting for the president and then lisa comes in he can't because comer's like stuck about who to vote for lisa comes in and goes really you're having a problem deciding who to vote for as president and then they start listing all the things that trump has done and he starts yeah he starts talking like oh that sounds made up Uh, did that happen oh i forgot about that so it's all those things all the way through so it's really funny so still topical and still unashamedly political so you know somehow surviving on fox well that Talk about Homer kind of going off into his little world, and then it's just, oh, yeah, and then there's all these. Yeah. When the Germans buy the power plant and Burns cons them into it, like, well, not even cons, can't believe they're willing to pay it, but they're talking to Homer as safety inspector. Yeah. And he starts, they say they're from Germany, the land of chocolate, and he starts thinking about, you know, skipping down a road and biting <laughs> a, a chunk of the house and this uh, bunny's ear off. Uh, that's that's another good one. Speaking of chocolate, is the uh, uh, science experiment one where they're like, 
Lisa's trying to win the science experiment, and the they, the little German kid keeps keeps telling them to look at his to to judge his, and they keep uh, you know pushing him off and having him wait. By the time they get to him, he's eaten half of his uh, science experiment, and he says, "I begged you to look at mine yeah, first. <laughs> I forgot about the as you were explaining. I was like, "No, where?" And then once you got to that, it's like, "Yep, I remember that." There's so many. I mean, there's a yeah. Season one's fine. Like in oh, season yeah, two, yeah. it yeah. starts getting good, and then season yeah. three, four, five, six, seven. Like there's gems each se- season. Yeah, yeah, that's when it hits its stride for sure. At least totally for, for my taste, but I haven't watched in so long that I don't even yeah. know what they're doing anymore. It's like South Park, man. I, I haven't watched a South Park episode in years, man. But when they first started out, I was like slavishly devoted to watching every week. That they I had a new still episode. though, of the two, I still mm-hmm. have friends that devotedly watch. Really, South Park, and everyone, yeah, everyone's in there. Like, oh, you got to watch this episode. I never do. Right, right. Um, yeah, I'm kind of, I don't know, just stopped watching South Park. Yeah, yeah. You just kind of move away from things. Yeah. Um, all right, thanks, Henrik. Appreciate the question. What's our next one, man? Uh, our next one is from Nancy Mallory and says, "Hi, John and Matt. I recently watched Eddie, which is the classic, sure, 1996 <laughs> film with Whoopi Goldberg. Classic, okay." Even though the plot might be unrealistic, okay, it's a fun <laughs> '90s film with a great soundtrack featuring Coolio. If you've seen the film, what are your thoughts? I think you know mine. Yeah. Um, as basketball fans, what NBA team would you like to coach if given the opportunity, Nancy Mallory? Ooh, wow, wow! Oh, well, first that off, is, have you seen Eddie? Yeah, I saw Eddie once. And once was enough. It sucks. Know. It was at that time where I was watching all the whoopies, like to try to see if she would like jump at Jack Flash. And yeah, that was years before. That was yeah. early 80s. Eddie's like right at the end where she's a lead, right? Like it's right at the end where they it's start giving her stuff and stuff. Yeah. Post Sister Act 2, where she's still getting offered all right. kinds of random projects. Right, right, right. Um, and all Ghost dries up. Sister Act, yeah, vaulted her too. She can have her own movies. Right, right. And then Eddie was like, maybe, maybe, maybe she shouldn't. I think it was a good premise. I just think the film overall was not funny at all, but it's a great premise. Sure. The idea of someone come off the well, bench and a woman. Stand. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could make it work now. I bet it could be a great TV series if you did a 10-episode TV series, a woman being recruited to coach a male basketball team in a professional league. I think it would be interesting to watch that. Yeah, I, I just don't know how it's anything other than what it was. Oh, right. You're talking about Eddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. fair. That's it's one fair. thing when... One person joins a team, but it's mm-hmm. another when you have to. You're just some schmuck in the stands, and you can run the New York Knicks. That's true. True. Even the worst coach is still a billion times better at us on the X's and O's. Yeah, right. That's a fair point. <laughs> so you're telling me some fan, and I've, I, you know, I love basketball, but yeah. there's I can't hold a candle to the actual coaches, even when you denigrate oh, yeah. them. It's like they have thought more about basketball for two of your lifetimes. Um, you don't think you could coach? I feel like you could coach as much as you know about ball. Yes, but then there's other guys like someone like Brad Stevens. Everybody mm. loves his uh, well, uh, out about yeah. his timeout plays, right? Because right, right. he just has new and inventive ones left and right, mm-hmm. which means more than likely he's been storing those away and thinking about basketball and finding oh, yeah. every little nuance, like Bill Belichick style. Study the the rule book and figure out what is technically legal. Right. Right. Um. So no, <laughs> straight out the gate, no. Okay, but from the stands, not a chance. So at the professional level, no. Yeah. Okay. 
put, right. put me on the staff and I learn over time and event. Yeah, I think I could eventually. Okay. But I don't know how many years that would take. Oh, and yeah. I'm 41, so that, that ship kind of has sailed at this I got point. Some, I, I got faith in you, man, but all right. I understand. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> what team do you want to coach? Oh, man, that's a tough question. It wouldn't be the it Wizards. Is. No, ah. I'm not going to take the Bulls either because that's not fun. And I wouldn't take the Celtics even though it's a marquee job. The pressure in Boston is just astronomical. L.A. seems a bit too like you're trying to jump on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. This is a tough choice. I, maybe I'd go... I've always had a thing for Minnesota, so maybe I go to Minnesota oh. and try to do something there. Boy, I, <laughs> I don't know. God bless you, but that seems like a recipe for disaster. That yeah. does not end well. Yeah, Roka in Minnesota. Yes, I don't believe it. Cat, uh, for the love of God, Cat, play, play some fucking defense, man. Jesus Come. Christ. You're huge. <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't last this season. I wouldn't last this season. It would be I'd, tough, man. That'd I'd be a tough fucking team. team. I don't know I though. I mean, what would you do? Two ends of the spectrum, roughly. Mm. Not not fully, because I'm not taking a, a super shitty team, right? But a team on the cusp. I would take the Grizzlies. Ooh, because John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Dylan Brooks—they're all three uh, young. They're fun. Oh, we're I mean, talking you, about teams right now. Oh, okay. All right. Well, fair, who fair. would you want to coach? That's what I assumed. Oh, yeah. Coming. My bad. But I was thinking like a franchise overall, oh. you know, irrelevant of who the players are. But I, I, I will go. I'll play your game in my head in a little bit while you're talking. Go, yeah. So, John Moran. That's why I was like the, the T Wolves, man. Oh. Yeah, right. That's a bad idea right now. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't if we're just saying full time, long term, uh, Miami, LA. Ooh. Yeah. Miami's uh, good. Golden States. Like, there's some good ones. I think, you know what would be fun? And even with the team that's constructed now, I think I'd love to have a shot at Indiana. Like a five-year contract to coach in. That's the heart of basketball. That's the mecca mm-hmm. of basketball. And if I'm able to bring the Pacers even to the Eastern Conference Finals, I- I'm a god. You know, so it's like because uh, they've never won the actual NBA championship. Uh, they won the ABA, but not the NBA. So like it would be something to get them back close or even get them into the finals. Yeah, I'd probably be a god. I could retire in Indiana for the rest of my life. Um, yeah. Um, Plus, you get people who love the games. Like coaching, I, if I was coaching NFL, NFL team, I'd coach Green Bay. Those, those are just like those people that like they live and breathe the game. That, every single fan. That's different to me in that Green Bay has won. They're a championship, and also true. all Very the true. stuff you boiled in the blue collar. Yeah, the fans own the team. Like it's the most unique situation. I agree with you. As a Bears fan, I love the culture of the Green Bay Packers. I do. Right. Mm-hmm. How do you not? It's a community built around a team. Like it's, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's what everybody else is kind of striving for on some level. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Indiana, it's a great town for basketball. The state yeah. loves basketball. It, it's a tough, the problem is you're not going to be able to attract free agents. So you got to build through the draft and your own true. talent or trade true. like Oladipo, but they're getting ready to trade him out anyway. That's true. He wants um, I like Denver. I think they're a lot of fun. Oh, Denver's great. Yeah. Denver's uh, a great choice. And they have still so many guys that they can make a move. Yeah. Uh, so they're super interesting. Plus, I like Jokic. Murray mm-hmm. is awesome. Uh, Porter could be a legitimate uh, perennial all-star. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've got a lot of fun on their team. Gary Harris, maybe they trade him. Maybe they hold on to him. But then you got right. the defensive guy that can put in buckets as well. Yeah. They're super interesting. I think the Phoenix Suns could be fun, especially sure. how frisky they were. 
uh, before they got knocked out of contention for the playoffs uh, in this bubble earlier this year. I'd love to take a chance on that team. That team looks like it wants to win. Yeah. So I like that idea, man. Finally yeah. in Phoenix. It's been a yeah. while, man, since Nash, wouldn't you say? <laughs> Nash they were legitimate? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been a, a decade. Hmm. Uh, still, it's not bad. They had Barkley before that. Like they've True. got, yeah, good they team in their blood. Yeah. So, and it'd be a good place to win. I'd hate to be in Cleveland right now. Oh yeah. Oh man. I don't know what the fuck they do. Right. Uh, Orlando sucks too. I mean, it's just like perennially, yeah, close, but not good enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of their fans crow about we made the playoffs again. It's just like that's not a really. Yeah, you couldn't hold the jockstrap of nine and ten in the East or West this year. Yeah, they would yeah. beat you in a seven game as well. So, <laughs> although Orlando, you did take a game off the Bucks, so kudos to you. Congratulations! Yeah, yeah. and last year you took a game off the Raptors, and they won ah, the championship. So true, you got that true. feather in your cap. It's the smallest feather you've ever seen, but it's in the cap. <laughs> it's in there. Uh, cool. Should yeah, I feel like the that? LA teams is no. Yeah. And uh, what about the Knicks? What? Now? Like right Think now? What do you mean overall as the Knicks franchise? You want to talk about Indiana, you'd be a god. If you got <sighs> yeah, to the championships, true. just the, if you got to the finals, even if you lost. it's a great point. The Knicks are just dying for when they have the biggest, yeah. you know, biggest fan base outside of the Lakers, probably. Yeah. Maybe the Celts as well. Uh. And then let's see where the Warriors is at in two years. Yeah, right. Let's see. Well, oh, the bandwagon is shedding members <laughs> this past year. Maybe there some are like holding on on the buckboard. Yeah, waiting to see how this next season starts, and then may, they're you know potentially willing to get bounced off. Yeah, they'll they'll spread to others. Some of those will become Lakers fans, and whoever wins next year. And yeah, I couldn't take those. I agree with you on there. Yeah, yeah. Would you want Houston? Uh. Right now, with James Harden and Westbrook, no, because mm-hmm. I think you got to get rid of Westbrook, man. It just doesn't work. Man's got to have his own team, and I don't know if he'll ever smell a title, but he's an alpha, and you make him like kind of blunt his alpha instincts on a team with Harden. It doesn't make sense. So if I can trade Russell, get me a couple of really good pieces, then yeah, maybe. Because I mean, I like the way. I know you don't like the way Harden draws fouls and ship. I like the way he plays because it's an intelligent. He's unlocked yeah. the game in a certain way. And, 100%. and whether you like his unlocking of it or not, he found the loophole and he has worked yes. that loophole to keep that team in contention for a title and was arguably one Chris Paul thigh injury away from possibly winning a title. So it's just that I, I, I like that idea, but right now they seem like they're going to go into a, a tailspin without Maury and with the Chris Paul Westbrook situation, it doesn't seem like the right thing to walk into, man. Uh, you mean the Harden Westbrook? I'm sorry, Harden Westbrook. Yeah, yes, yeah. I'm sorry, sorry. Former teammate Chris Paul. Yes, right. Yes. Because uh, yeah, I don't. Is I, Capella I, still there? Is Capella no, still Capella's there? No, Capella's in oh, Atlanta. Yeah. yeah, see? So. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not. Harden has unlocked aspects of the game. And yep. The fact of the matter is, getting to the line that much is totally worth it. It's the cheap way at times in which he does it, where he can get two or three calls a game on cheap shit. Right. The right. thing is, you are too fucking good for that. Mm. He just is. He is an offensive talent. 
like nobody's business and he can get the points elsewhere and it's just cheap and you fucking know it at this point. That and the occasional travel on a step back, but if the refs are going to let him get away with it, you know, at the end of the day, I can't fault him. Right. You got to fault the people that are negligent for calling it. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he travels, you know, the, the, I don't know, sometimes the step back looks okay and other times it's not even just from him. Luca does it and yeah. everybody does it. There are occasional ones where like, you clearly had established a pivot foot. Yeah. And then after that second and a half, two seconds, then jumped off. Just like, no, that's yeah. a travel. But it's the Euro step that I will yeah, sometimes starting. be like, like really? That one, I can, you can spot it every time. So right. I'm used to the rhythm of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. People get caught up on the gather step into yeah. the Euro and that comes close. Yeah. It comes yeah, close. It does. It does. But yeah. by and large, I think they get when that one technically right under the way the rule has been interpreted now and forced. Right. What do you think about what do you think about this? Uh, I know we got to get to the next question, but like LeBron, I mean, because all the shit that's been happening, and then you throw in all the madness of the election as we're recording this. Um, like it feels like he won the title six months ago. Like it does not feel current, at least to me. And there isn't that normal like let's write a thousand think pieces on LeBron. Let's quantify his legacy. Is it's like people just were like, okay, cool, you won, and moved on. Even LeBron isn't making that big, a big deal out of it. And it was almost like he won it and he's like, okay, got it. Got it. I got it done. Like it was just a job done and he moves on. There isn't that like with exultation with Cleveland or the two times he won it with Miami, this felt like an almost um, a foregone conclusion, the way he was playing that finals, which is mm-hmm. something he's never experienced in a finals, right? Beating the thunder. It was still kind of iffy, Going into those last uh, couple of games, but uh, and it, certainly with Miami, both uh, sorry against San Antonio, it was toe to toe, and then with Cleveland, of course, coming back three one. So he's never experienced a a situation where he was the favorite necessarily from beginning to end, and it certainly felt that way. So there's almost a weird kind of like, yeah, I did it, you know. Those Heat teams were so stacked. Even when they weren't the favorite, they were the favorite well, against San Antonio. Yes. I don't know. Uh, huh? yeah, you, the, you're right in that the discussion was, well, they have all the championship experience. And then you look at the other side of the ball and just like you have LeBron, D-Wade, and Chris Bosh all in their props. Right, right, right. Dude, that's that's brutal. Right. I mean, Chris, Chris Bosh is third banana and is the afterthought to most people in historical context. That dude was legit good and actually would probably be even better in today's game because he could space the floor if he was allowed to shoot more threes, which he yeah. was in his day. Pretty decent at shooting corner threes. He was. You're right. You can't tell me he can't do the PJ Tucker job <laughs> right now. Yeah, true. Very and do it better. It's nothing against PJ. Just Chris Bosch was a better talent. Yeah. Uh, that team was stacked. But, you know, maybe if you go back and look at the Vegas odds that San Antonio was favored. I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. I think but yeah, there were, hasn't been but... much, as much fanfare, but there's no I... parade. There's no. Yeah. It's weird. Not the usual. And then the Dodgers winning right after that around here. Yeah. Uh, that lasted. I saw people in Dodgers gears for like two days. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. yeah but I mean, it's the pandemic and everything else. So, yeah. I just think it was, yeah, a normal time. There's just so much on everyone's plate. Like when there Kobe is. passed, I saw Kobe jerseys starting that Sunday. Yeah. And continued through until, you know, a couple weeks later. Right. Because life was still a little bit more normal at that point. Yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, all right, where are we at right now? Uh, we got about uh, we're at twenty three. You want to do one more? 
Yeah, let's do one more. Okay. Charles Clark, Clark sent this one in. He says, hello, Matt John. Uh, I hope you guys are doing well, and same for everyone listening. I recently watched Fantastic Mr. Fox for the first time after your under 90 minutes episode. I noticed that Noah Baumbach is listed as a co-writer for this movie, as well as uh, other Wes Anderson films. Obviously, Baumbach is also a director in his own right. I was wondering what director-writer combinations would you like to see in the future? For me, I would love to see the Coen Brothers co-writer film with Tarantino, uh, with the latter also directing. Another intriguing one to me involves Wes Anderson working with Spike Jones. Thanks, as always, for taking my questions. Chuck Clark, hashtag Let's Go Mountaineers, hashtag WVU. Uh, Matt, right about the ears. Yeah, how about uh, that? What about Paul Thomas Anderson and Scorsese? Oh, that's a great combo. I like that combo. That, that could, could work. work. Yeah, that could absolutely work with the way they approach the meticulous detail uh-huh. with and which the, they approach their epic films. Yeah. They both like to do slice of life on some level although the irishman and goodfellas is more of an arc but still Mm -hmm. uh whereas pta's is a lot of uh, you're getting two years of this person's life type of thing or yeah Yeah. um let's see who else who else would be a good combo Hmm. i mean cohen and tarantino is very interesting yeah (coughs) who else is out there who who could you pair with uh, Nolan? Because he does such a distinct style. What about David Fincher and Nolan? Yeah, Fincher and Nolan's a good combo. The problem you run into though is just exactly what we just talked about—that Harden Westbrook situation. They're both alphas. Yeah. So, like, is Nolan going to give up some of his vision to allow uh, Fincher, and is Fincher going to allow? You know, it would depend. Like, if one's going to write, one's going to direct then do they have the ego if they're the writer instead of the director of the piece to sit back and let the other director take over and, and, and direct their written work? I don't yeah. know. That's asking a lot of people. It is. People. Let's say under this context, both parties agree to it. Yeah, I could be. I'd be curious to see what they'd come up with. Yeah. Um, because I think, uh, I think Fincher would force Nolan to go darker. And by that, I mean, Nolan presents interesting themes Yes, that that on the surface seem dark, but not he doesn't go deeper into it. Fincher explores the darkness more, like Seven, um, Zodiac, Zodiac, right? Those uh, are more the explorations mm-hmm. of the, from the foundation up. Whereas, you know, um, Nolan is about the high minded concepts that are occurring and there's dark moments, there's murders and what have you, but he doesn't really delve deep enough into it to even inception. It's more about being intelligent than it is about being dark. And so I think what Fincher's doing is a combo of both, which why I enjoy his films more than Nolan's films overall. That's true. It's fascinating though. You bring that. That's fascinating to think about all these. I was trying to think of female directors. I was trying to think of like Sofia Coppola and um, maybe Patty Jenkins, but I don't know if that works necessarily. What, what about Patty Jenkins doing a uh, Russo brothers script? Cause they ended up writing. Oh. So her superhero take on some of his written material, their written material. I kind of love that idea. Actually. I kind of love that. I think, and I think uh, they'd be all for it. Sure. Uh, yeah. 
I was just, I was just, um, uh, we're on, we're on the, we're on a rewatch of community. And so it's fascinating. Well, she's never seen it. It's my first, it's my, you know, like, I don't know, fourth or fifth time watching the series. Um, I didn't realize how many of those episodes they actually wrote and didn't direct. So mm-hmm. what you bring up makes yeah. a lot of sense. Uh, Patty could totally direct something they've written. And I think they'd sit back and be fine with her doing that. What about, um, so to go with Tarantino again, mm. Tarantino and James Gunn. <laughs> That's a combo. It is. James Gunn. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think that would work because, I mean, they both have that. Pro- the jokey rhythm pattern. Yeah. So which means he can handle the dialogue of uh, Tarantino. Yeah. Yeah. They also have the propensity to go grindhouse a little bit, Matt. Like with Suicide mm-hmm. Squad, looks a little grindhousey. Uh, and what he did with uh, um, Guardians isn't necessarily uh, grindhousey, but his previous stuff, his some a couple of his horror films, they, mm-hmm. they have a little more of the uh, cheesiness, but artsy cheesiness to them. And so yeah. I, I think that would totally work. Those guys would totally work together. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, who would Ben Affleck work with? Who could Ben Affleck direct that something else somebody else wrote? Maybe even what we just saw on the way back, maybe something Gavin O'Connor wrote, like he did Warrior and what have you, mm-hmm. uh, and have Ben direct that. That could be possible. Um, sure. I mean, I don't want to throw Kevin Smith in here. No offense to Kevin Smith. I don't think he necessarily belongs in this conversation um, in terms of the level of quality of the movies. You know, I know some people okay. like his movies. I like his movies, but they're not like, you know, Scorsese, and Paul Thomas Anderson, those kinds of films. Um, maybe Kevin Smith and Judd Apatow. That's possible. Either have Kevin direct the Judd Apatow strip script or vice versa. Um, okay. I think yeah. Kevin Smith is just so uniquely Kevin Smith. It's tough yeah. to yeah. see him doing anything other than his own stuff. Yeah. Um, I didn't see that. Yeah. I didn't see that new one. Did you see the new? Uh, I haven't Silent seen Kevin Smith and. Years, mm. I like a new one. Yeah, what since Dogma or something? Uh, that time frame. Yeah, I may have yeah. seen like one thing in between. I saw Cop Out. Oh yeah, Cop Out, which is terrible. Yeah, it is bad. He talks about how bad it is. Too, he does. Bruce Willis and how Bruce Willis was a pain in the ass to work with. What uh, about Coogler? Coogler. Okay. Who could write something for Coogler? Such a director. Shit, I don't know. Well, depending uh, on the project, you could say McQueen. Right? Yeah, good point. Um, but what I could have directed a Spike Lee film. That's possible. Now, Spike would have to direct a Kugler written script, don't you think? Yeah. That makes more sense to me. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else you could pair up with Kugler. I mean, Jordan Peele could work. If it's a horror film, maybe to push like because Jordan produces a lot of these things now instead of directing them, he could write the script for one. I don't know. They announced they're doing People Under the Stairs. Yeah. 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 Does any horror fans of ours do, do people like that movie? I remember thinking <laughs> it was so terrible. Like, wasn't scary to me. And yeah. they were going for, if memory serves, like humor in certain parts. Yeah. There was like a good monster under the stairs i think he had eaten his tongue off or something it was right befriends the other little kid and 
they announced it and I was just like, wow, that's a big fat shrug from, I got to imagine 90% of the movie going pop, uh, you know, populous. Yeah. Yeah. But what do I know? Maybe there's horror fans. May, they may love it. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> uh, well, here's, here's the thing for me. Um, Ava DuVernay, I, I, I like Salem. Oh, sorry. Uh, Selma. I liked um, the 13th, but okay. I really hated A Wrinkle in Time. And I am a little bit worried about how um, uh, Eternals is going to turn out. So uh, that could help with that. Yeah. So that could be interesting. Is it Eternals? Hold on. One with uh, Jolie and Kumail Nanjiani. And yeah. Not I believe that's the Eternals. Yeah, she's doing. Sorry about that. People are like screaming at the thing. She's doing the new gods. Yeah, the new gods. That's it. The new gods. It'd be interesting to see her and Kugler come together. Either she writes the script, and Kugler directs it, uh, or vice versa. Because I, I think I trust Kugler more as a director mm-hmm. of the bigger stuff than I do Ava. Judging from Wrinkle in Time, but because I enjoyed her Selma, those are smaller, quieter character pieces. I think she'd do a better job with that. You never know, though. I mean, Pete Jackson wasn't Pete Jackson until he did Lord of the Rings. True. Very good point. And James Gunn wasn't James Gunn until Guardians. And so it only takes one. Yeah. Well, maybe she knocks out of the park with new gods. Yeah, maybe. We shall see. We shall see. All right. I think we're um, good there, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, uh, <clears throat> sorry about that. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for watching this episode of Topic Thunder. It's always great to get your questions uh, and answer them here. And as you can tell, we can talk about whatever, whatever comes up, uh, whatever you all want to ask us, we do. We're running a little bit low on topics, so I want to encourage you all to send in some new batch of questions you have for us or any topics you want us to talk about. We do the mm-hmm. show every week, Matt. Yeah, we do. I mean, at the rate we go, we still have a while, but at the same time, we're used to seeing three times that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's because, you know, whenever, like, Machine Gun Lemke, and we just, it became a thing, and then he hasn't sent one in after <laughs> right at that. It's just like, oh, well, maybe we, those people are trying to let others. Uh, yeah, come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, It seems yeah. like certain people, just when they're thinking of it, they think of two or three at a time. Right, right. Uh, and Lemke is just, I know he's been trigger shy as of late, so yeah, fire away. Machine gun, fire away. <laughs> um, yeah. But thanks to everybody that supports us over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. Um, you know, through all of this, it's meant the world to us that uh, we, you, yeah. know, you guys have stuck with the show and we can't thank you enough. You can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost. And that's it for me. Okay. You can follow me at the Roca says on Twitter and on Instagram. Don't forget our YouTube channel. Go to our YouTube channel. Find that there on YouTube, the top 10. You'll see Roca Nost in there. Uh, give it some love. Give it some likes. Leave comments. Those are always important. So uh, please do all of that to support us. And as Matt said, go to our Patreon address, which is right above my head. Go see the multiple tiers you can be a part of. And if you're $5 and above, you can send in questions and we'll answer them for you. And if it's $50, you get to choose a topic and then we'll bring your list onto the show. And don't forget to catch up on all the golden ticket episodes as we're about to enter into the second round. Uh, and it's been such a great time. So thank you to everyone who's been involved with it so far. And here we go. Here's where the rubber meets the road, man. So second round. We'll see what happens. Damn straight. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for watching this topic, Thunder. And we'll talk to you next time on the top. Oh, oh no, next time on Topic Thunder. Thunder.